This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Dr. April Capu. Dr. Capu is both an acute care nurse practitioner from Nashville. She's also the president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. And, and we're going to talk today about nurse practitioners and how critical this role is to fill in some of the voids in American healthcare. And what does it look like in terms of the, the, the amount of nurse practitioners? shortages, how we fill some of the gap, how we fix some of that, and, and a lot more. April, Dr. Capu, can you take a moment and introduce yourself? And maybe tell us a bit about your career and about the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me on. I um, am April Capu. I'm an acute care nurse practitioner. As you had mentioned, I've been in practice for about 18 years as a nurse practitioner. I've been in healthcare for much longer than that. Um, I'm also an associate dean for clinical and community partnerships at Vanderbilt University School of Nursing in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, but my full-time role right now is as president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, representing and nurse practitioners across the U.S. We're up to over 355,000 NPs today. AANP is a member-driven organization. It's the largest NP organization in the U.S., and our mission is to empower nurse practitioners to provide accessible, equitable, high-quality care. And that's through resources and supports and practice and education, research, uh, leadership, um, all across the gamut to make sure they have everything they need to be able to provide that much-needed patient care that you mentioned. Thank you so much. So we've seen this, this big difference there's been a huge amount of registered nurses who have left the profession over the last few years during the pandemic, even more so nurses that don't want to don't want to work inpatient because of just all the challenges with it and, and, and so forth. In, in, in contrast, the nurse practitioner ranks, even if there's burnout and so forth, is growing. It's such an important part to fill the gap in American healthcare. Can you take a moment and talk about job satisfaction for nurse practitioners? What does retirement look like? What, what are things looking like in terms of that, that group of practitioners? Yeah, so you bring up a lot of really key uh, aspects and many things that are going on today. Certainly workforce, we need more nurses. Uh, we need more nurse practitioners. Um, we continue as nurse practitioners to grow at a steady rate. We grew over 9% last year, estimated to grow 46% between 2021 and 2031. And that is because exactly what you said, we are meeting a need. There are over 99 million Americans that lack access to primary care. Wait times are longer than ever before. So we do see nurses going back to get that advanced education training, be nationally board certified in the patient population they serve so that they can help to meet that need. Nurse practitioners are working across all settings urban, rural, hospital, clinics, skilled nursing facilities, correctional facilities, schools, I could go on and on uh, to make sure that people have immediately accessible access to high quality care. And help me with a basic definitional question. The difference between a nurse, a nurse practitioner, and a physician assistant. Could you help me understand the distinctions between those three categories? Oh, first, I want to say how much we enjoy or I enjoy um, working with my physician PA colleagues. Um, they are amazing. 
Um, but we are different, two different healthcare professions. There are many different healthcare professions out there. Um, and nurse practitioner and PA is one of those. Um, a nurse practitioner is a nurse, a registered nurse that has pursued advanced education. So master's at the minimum, many have gone on to get their doctorate. I, I pursued my doctorate several years ago and they are educated and trained in advanced nursing education and they're nationally board certified to provide this. So our philosophy, our practice is really based on the nursing philosophy of care, a very comprehensive approach to healthcare, making sure that we're taking into consideration social determinants of health, social context, that we are surrounding that patient with everything that they need to really be engaged and empowered towards their healthcare. And, and, and there's, there's obviously a daunting shortage of, and obviously you're not obviously, but a daunting shortage, and you alluded to it with the wait times to see a physician, to see a practitioner, of physicians and providers in the nation, both amongst specialists and amongst primary care physicians. How much can nurse practitioners solve that problem? I mean, how many primary care physicians are in the country? You mentioned there's 350,000 nurse practitioners. How much overlap is there between what a primary care physician does, an internist does, and a nurse practitioner today? So, you know, I think you bring up a really good point about the fact that we need every single healthcare professional physicians, PAs, NPs, nurses, social workers, everyone working to the top of our education and training to be able to address the issues that we're seeing in healthcare today. And access is one of those. Uh, many nurses pursue being a nurse practitioner because it does allow them to have that expanded philosophy, that nursing philosophy of care. Uh, we do see, uh, even though we've been through a tremendously challenging uh, three years uh, with the pandemic and NP stepping up over and over again, we do see a lot of nurses going in it back to be a nurse practitioner. Um, we are currently 2023, second year in a row, uh, the number one job in healthcare and a lot of different uh, factors go into that ranking. And it's, it's um, job prospects out there, everything from that to work-life balance. So we really want to attract more people to be nurse practitioners because we need every single one of us out there uh, to meet the demands that we're seeing today. Thank you. And, and you, you hear so much about, um, you know, if, if I went back 10 years ago, you might have a family member, a, a parent, somebody else say, I went to the doctor and I just saw a nurse practitioner. I just saw a physician assistant. How has that perspective changed amongst the general community in terms of they're so pleased to see a nurse practitioner versus not? How has that changed that perspective of, of, of the general population? And then we'd love to talk to you about one of the things we constantly hear about is the shortage of faculty, the inability to turn out more nurse practitioners, more nurses, because we have a shortage of faculty in the country to teach can you talk about those two issues, public perception of seeing the nurse practitioner and the, the stop gaps or the limiting steps in us being able to turn out more nurse practitioners and more nurses? So you're right about, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, the question for me more was, well, what is a nurse practitioner? That's not really the question that we're hearing today. When I speak to someone, they will most always say, you know what? I know a nurse practitioner. I've seen a nurse practitioner. In fact, we know that about 70% of Americans that have sought healthcare have been, uh, have seen a nurse practitioner or know a nurse practitioner. And then they share their stories. 
of their experiences with the NP. So I am humbled as I hear so many amazing stories and experiences as I meet with so many different people about their NP and how their care is well-coordinated. It's very focused on them as an individual and, and their needs. Uh, you do mention nurse educators. We need more. Uh, we, like I said, we need nurses of all types, educators, nurse practitioners. We need all types of nurses out there to to come into the workforce, all potential, all students that are thinking about it. There are many people out there that are looking at a second career and maybe nursing is that uh, optional second career. Uh, so we need definitely more and certainly more educators so that we can continue to provide that excellent education that NPs receive. I've always heard numbers that there's maybe four to 5 million nurses in the country of which several hundred thousand to a million sort of left the workforce in the last few years. You've mentioned there's 350,000 nurse practitioners. Can you give me a better sense of what those numbers look like? And is there an estimate of how many we really need? Well, that is a really great question. How many do we need to address this rising challenge of hundreds of millions of Americans lacking access to primary care? Um, it's almost how, you know, how do we uh, really address that challenge? Well, one of those ways uh, that we can step up and address that challenge is to make sure that all of our healthcare professionals have the tools they need that they can provide that access. For nurse practitioners, we've been around for decades. We've had uh, continuous evidence that show that we provide high quality, accessible care um, and that's, you know, many, many studies out there. We talk about that um, all day, uh, large scale studies. Um, but to be able to do that, we need to remove outdated laws and barriers that are in place. And one of those that comes up constantly with the NP profession is to update laws so the NPs are able to practice to the full extent of their education and training that they can do what they are trained to do and increase access for millions of Americans. In 26 states and DC, they have what's known as full practice authority where they can do exactly that. In the other states, there are still laws that were put into place in the early 70s. We have evolved. Our needs have increased substantially. We're educated and trained to provide this much needed care. We can diagnose, we can treat, we can order and interpret tests, we coordinate care, we educate, we engage the patient in their care, healthcare plan. So we need that updated, remove those outdated barriers to care so that we can increase access. So how many do we need? A lot more, um, but I think really we can do a lot now, immediately, to increase access to care and that's removing outdated barriers. No, thank you very, very much. When, when, when I do look at, think about these numbers, 330 million Americans plus that, plus or so, aging population, increasing population, 350,000 nurse practitioners, 2 million doctors, 4 to 5 million nurses. It, it does seem like we do need a lot more of everything, quite frankly. I mean, it really does. And, and you know, so many different barriers, residency spots, not enough faculty, not enough teaching, not enough schools for, for students to get educated at. I mean, so many different barriers, but you're absolutely right. By constantly tearing down barriers to entry, we could at least make more of the current workforce that we have and have people more self-actualized, can't we? Right, right. Absolutely. I Just workforce alone in Arizona, 
when they moved to full practice, authority updated their laws, NPs in that state can practice full extent of what they've been educated and trained to do. They moved to FPA in 2001. Five years within moving to FPA, their workforce doubled. And the amount of NPs moving out to rural areas or historically known provider shortage areas went up by 70%. So we know it works to remove those barriers. So you've mentioned all those things. Increase educators so we can educate more, remove those outdated barriers, and certainly we need more numbers of people to be interested, engaged, and go into this workforce. It's a very rewarding profession. No, but it's fascinating. But but your point is so well taken that when you remove barriers to entry, if people could practice fully, it, it not only leads them to have more work, it attracts more to the area too. Uh, so it's good for everybody, really. It it, it allows, it, it encourages people to come to the area where they'll make a little bit more money, they're a little bit better, they'll enjoy themselves more, they'll be more self-actualized, they'll practice the top of their license. And so that's attractive to nurse practitioners, attractive to professionals. That's a fascinating, fascinating perspective. Dr. Kapu, what's your biggest priority this year? What are your big priorities this year? Where are you most focused as leader of AAMP? Well, number one, we're focused on patient care, making sure that people everywhere have, everywhere, all people everywhere have access to high quality care. That is number one. Number two, to make sure that we're supporting the nurse practitioner profession so that they are able to practice to the fullest extent of their education and training, to support them in education, in practice, in, in continued research that demonstrates our outcomes of care, to support them as leaders so that they can continue to give back and grow the next generation of, of nurse practitioners. So if I was to go through the list, the top two on my list would be improved patient care out access, and then supporting the NPs to be able to work to the fullest extent of their education and training. Thank you very, very much. Dr. Kipu, what a pleasure to visit with you. Phenomenal career, both at Vanderbilt and as a leader of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Such a critical role your team and, and group of professionals plays in our healthcare system, and we hope we can produce more of them. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me.